Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Kurt Schilling Baseball Show, episode 63. You might notice a little different set. No, I'm not in Hollywood. I'm in a hotel in the middle of Ohio, so I'm on the road traveling, but uh, very fired up about today's show because this is the time of year you get paid to play. And some boys showed up, and some boys didn't. Um, so, a couple things. Four series, four tweets. Now, in a three-game series, it's not. I, 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 I hazard to say it's an amazing thing, um, but it is because there have been 245 series in play. This is the first time in 245 series all four teams swept. That's N- Major League Baseball, NHL, NBA, all of it. So that's pretty amazing. Didn't happen. Uh, last time four teams got eliminated on, on the same day was uh, 27 years ago, 96. Uh, and, Bill, it happened for all the reasons we've been talking about. Um, one team's starting pitcher showed up and the other teams didn't. The um, other thing that, that happened was exactly what you said. Road and home doesn't mean all that much. In a three-game series, no. But it does, in a sense. There's energy that you can use. So so it, one thing to understand about the postseason is momentum is half-inning, is, comes and goes in half-inning spurts. Your starting pitcher strikes out the side. You go into the your next sitting at bats with momentum. Uh, you know, you score five runs, it becomes a shutdown inning or three runs. I mean, not postseason, it's two runs or whatever. But it's half-inning to half-inning, and the fans are the ones that can kind of stretch that out. Um, and the stuff that happened in Philadelphia we'll talk about was pretty amazing. But I would tell you that in, in my lifetime, the Diamondbacks beating the Brewers in game one with fat starting – was probably one of the bigger upsets in history, statistically. Um, you know, we talked about, I talked about the fact, and, and we talked about it, that, you know, Gallon and Davies were, were going to go 1-2. It li- didn't line up that way because Arizona had to play till the final day of the season, right? Exactly. And that can be, when you, that can be a huge plus or a huge down. They were playing playoff games the other, before the playoffs started, and they rolled it right in. Uh, but the fact is, Burns didn't show up, and Peralta didn't show up from Milwaukee, and they had to. Um, Burns went four, and, and and you know I talk about power pitching. Peralta went four and two thirds hitless uh, until Thomas homered, um, and then the wheels kind of came off. But uh, you had twelve hits, and, and and it was what I said, right? Fat, it was not a swing in this pitcher, right? Milwaukee had what twelve games, twelve hits in the first game, yeah, uh, and they got shut out after the second inning. Well, Arizona had used seven pitchers in that first game to win. Arizona was the only one of the four teams that actually trailed in a game in all four series. Uh, Gallon has a 32-pitch first inning in the second, um, and he talked a postgame about his pitch sequence early on. Um, but a 32-pitch 30, a first, that this is what a stud, this is what an ace does. He, he throws 32 in the first. So you're thinking, oh, my God, right? Hopefully we can get five out of him. Uh, and then he goes scored us through the six and only throws 64. He settled down. And and like most great pitchers, you don't beat him early, you don't beat him. Um, Stu Wald, I mean, I, there was a lot of discussion, it, rightly so, around the, the closing situation in Arizona. Um, Stu Wald made it, uh, saved both games, punched out three. Um I think the big question coming out of the Arizona series outside of the actual Arizona moving on, uh, what happens to Craig Council? Um, he is, uh, I think this was his la- he's last he, year. 
Yeah, he's a free agent after this year. Yeah, I, I would be surprised if they moved on. Um, but I would uh, other, but I would also fully expect Craig Council to be managing next year. I and I'm not saying he can't do it, and because he probably can. I don't see Craig Council as a big market manager. Talking about, excuse me, the Mets. Steve Cohen will sure. throw money at him. And, and I don't think it's the money thing. I'm not sure that, and Craig is a Milwaukee kid. I'm not so sure that, that he's a New York type of, I'm sure he could do it. I'm not sure that would be at the top of his list, just knowing him as a person. Um, maybe he would, maybe he'd be all in. I, I don't know. But, but it, he's not a guy who wants to hold press conferences and have 55 members of the media in his office every game. I don't think. Um, but I'd be I'd be very surprised if he ended up in in New York, um, but but I certainly wouldn't uh, bet against him winning because he is he is a he's a he's a player's manager. I I feel like that New York situation needs uh, a a Bochi or a Bob Melvin, yeah, something like that. Um, and it was a hundred percent on Mets management to get rid of Buck, which is sad. But uh, I will tell you this, if you're a Mets fan, you, you probably are feeling pretty good about the fact that the last two times Buck was fired, his team went on to win the World Series the next year, the team he was fired from. Happened in 95 with the Yankees and in 2001 with the uh, Diamondbacks. Um, but here's, the, here's, the, here's the, uh, a line of numbers, and I've talked about this uh, ad nauseum. Uh, starting pitching, power pitching, 44 innings pitched between the seven starters. 35 hits, 37 punch outs, eight walks for a 0.98 whip and a 1.02 ERA. And Zach Wheeler uh, uh, is moving into um, an October ace if he's not already there. Uh, his he's, his numbers have been amazing in, in the postseason. But I said, uh, and we talked about this, Wheeler and Nola present issues for a team in a five-game series, much less a three-game series. Absolutely. They both came out. You know, Wheeler did his thing, six and two-thirds, gives up a run, uh, five hits, no walks. And what was it? Glasnow walks five, I think it was. Yeah, in, in the, he did. Yeah. That's, a, that's a month's worth of walks. In October, that's a loss. You can't do that. It just it, it, That's an absolute loss. You can't do it. And Wheeler followed by Nola. But let's talk about I just saw the highlight of Stott hitting the Grand Slam. And if I'm not mistaken, he's a Philly kid. They – my my young my oldest son said that they were singing before his at bat, and and the video gave me chills because that when you listen, the money is amazing, the recognition is breathtaking, the lifestyle is a, is is beyond belief, but at the heart and the core of why you play sports at a professional level, it's that that moment. There is no, and I get chills talking about it. I've always said October in one in in one event, one at bat, one inning, you can make people remember you for the rest of their lives. There are people, and I've had it happen to me, there are people who today are 10 years old Philly fans. 30 years from now will will run into Brandon Stott and say, Oh my God, dude, I was there. That was one of the greatest moments of my life. And he had that moment, a rookie, by the way. Um just awesome. Awesome. And I got to tell you, I, I'm very happy 
and 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 I'm I'm rooting for the Phillies because uh, getting to know Mr. Middleton, uh, I am um, I'm a fan and I'm a fan of theirs. Uh, I I got to tell you too, uh, I can't remember who it was. Who who was it, Bill? In the old days, oh, was it Pete Rose that used to flip his helmet off when he was running the bases? Oh yeah, Bryce Harper going around second. Yep. <laughs> I, I was laughing because I think about that and I'm like, that's so what that that's the kid in you when you're a little kid, you do that stuff. And he runs through a stop sign and scores. Um standing up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he has yet to really be heard from, which bodes very, very well for the Phillies. It really because does. he will he will make noise in October. Well, I put in the notes in game one, all their RBIs came from the bottom of the order. Yes. It was Nick's, yes. Nick Castellanos, and, and, and Brandon and Scott. I, I'm going to tell you this, too. Yeah. There are certain players, and you know them, whose entire composition and makeup was built for this moment. And he's one of them. So the Phillies are on to the next round with Bryce Harper just kind of doing his thing and 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 not needing him. And – you know, the NOLA, and and I got to tell you, postseason confidence is very, uh, it's in a silo in the sense that no matter what happened two years from ago or a year ago, if you come off of a good game in October, that steamrolls. So uh, I'm not happy uh, if I'm getting Philadelphia next round. Yeah, because- the Braves certainly have to be looking at it with their pitching situation. Well, it's the mo- here's the thing. You're not going to get NOLA game one or Wheeler. Right. You have to win game one. Right. Because I, I think you look at these here, and they're not – the players aren't thinking this in, in the Braves for the most part. But coaches and scouts are thinking, okay, we don't – we can't be down 1-0, 2-1 before we see them. And, and because you don't count on those as wins. Yeah, especially um, with them starting Strider in their first game. So Right. Right. So, so I would – So that magnifies that, right? it. The Bra- if the Phillies beat the Braves in Strider in Game One, they'll win that series, and right. it won't go. It won't go the distance. Right now, it could fly off the handle because Atlanta could hit their way to Atlanta. I think is the only team that could offensively put themselves in a World Series this year. I really believe that, but I don't know that that's going to happen through Philly. And there's history there, and not a lot of them were alive when that history was made. You know, '93, half of most of them weren't even born. Um, but Philly fans remember. Philly fans remember the '90s and the Braves being America's team and all the other crap. And there's a sense that there's also a, I think, a rooted, deep-seated, deep-rooted sense of pride on that '93 team being dirt dog Philly fan-like people. And there's that that working. There, there's very much a blue collar versus a white collar uh, uh, approach the, from the fans. But I'm I'm excited for Philadelphia. Um, so yeah, so and then okay, and and I, I, I'm I'm not going to say I said it, but I did say it. Uh, I was concerned for the other American League teams when it came to Minnesota because you had Lopez and Gray one and two, um, and both of those guys are swinging missed pitchers. Toronto's offense not great, but not bad. Uh, but when you go 18 innings and you only score a run. You can blame the offense or you can blame the pitching. Here's the reason why, excuse me, I certainly want to talk about Gray and and, uh, Lopez, excuse me, but they only went 10 and two-thirds innings total. 
Um, that which is fine. They took the series 2-0, so they did everything they could do. But um, you're looking at what seven and seven and a third out of the bullpen in two days. Yeah, uh, and seven and a third scoreless. I might add. Um, that's a formula that is going to be very challenging to get through a, a deep in the postseason. You need to start right because you're they they've compressed the schedule this year in the postseason, so you don't have all the off days that you used to have. Right. Um, and I would tell you that Keith Folk is generational. And Keith Folk, I think, threw 200 innings in October in 2004. Uh, every night was a two and a third appearance. Those days are over. And you don't have those guys anymore. Now, here, Bill, here's here's where you pay attention. You've been pitch limiting your guys all year long. You haven't been using relievers in back-to-back days because your general manager and your sabermetricians have said, don't use so-and-so two days in a row. And I, I think I've said this on the show quite a bit. You can't attempt to do something for the first time in the big leagues. Same thing in October. You can't suddenly expect your bullpen three guys in your bullpen to throw an inning in two-thirds, three consecutive days if they haven't done it all year. Because you're looking at more max effort than they've given all year in a circumstance and situations they haven't done. This is where you get guys hurt when you go off the schedule and you go off the routine. And I'm going to be curious. But, but Minnesota did what they had to do. Um, and, and Toronto did not. Well, yeah, but I... So I'm on the other end. Galsman didn't pitch well. No. Right? But but I also, in my mind, I, I'm very I'm a glass half full guy. Toronto didn't do what they, they needed to do offensively because Minnesota pitched the way they were supposed to pitch. Right? Right. And, and, and when you hear Correa talking about the noise in Minnesota, yeah. good for them. Good for them. Yeah, well, that, that pickoff play was Correa entirely yep. Yep. saying – Let's try this because the, he can't right. hear the third base coach. Can't hear the third. Yep. Yep. That's and, and, and in a small, short summary, you've heard me use the term baseball IQ all year, Bill, right? Yeah. That's baseball IQ. Yeah, absolutely. Right. That's recognizing in the moment. That's Craig Kimbrell deliberately balking to get the runner out of second base so he doesn't relay pitches. Right. For those of you who didn't see that, Craig that Kimbrell. That was spectacular. But that's that's baseball IQ. That's that's uh, uh, oh I can't remember his name. The running back was it Marshall Falk that went down at the one. Uh, and I've seen it a couple well, times. Pat, Pat Mahomes, Mahomes did it on Monday night instead of going into the end zone. That that's next. That's that's sports IQ. And here's the thing about that, right? This is October. Everybody's nervous, and all the things go with that. Guys like Correa who are in the moment. And recognizing those things, I mean, other guys are out there going, oh, my God, it's so loud in here. And he's thinking, oh, my God, the third base coach can't can't get to the base runner. He can't hear him. That's that's sports IQ. Those are guys that play at a different level. Uh, and and I, I firmly believe so. So the, the twins, uh, they, who do they have? Um, they take on the Astros. They have the Astros. They need to be. I don't know how the pitching is going to line up. They need to be tied when uh, Lopez and Gray come back. Right. Right. Although outside of, uh, 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 oh my God. Is it Valdez? Yeah. Yeah. Outside of Valdez, is is Houston starting anybody that Minnesota, because Minnesota's, I don't think, going to slug their way in. 
they're going to have to pitch their way in. So it's going to be very interesting to see. And that'll be a good series. That'll be a really good series. Um, same, same thing with Texas uh, uh, and the Tampa Bay series. Um, I mean, I remember the show we did after the Montgomery trade where he was 0-2 with about a 9. And they were questioning that. And he hasn't lost since. And it's not that he hasn't lost since. It's that he's been dominating since. Which, with Scherzer doing whatever, I mean, I, I heard that he had a tremendous bullpen and didn't feel any pain, which is, wow, it's October 6th. You know, awesome. Just in time, big guy. I mean, he's not eligible till the next series, right? So, right. Um, you know, at some point you got to... But the other gotta, thing is Montgomery's chomping up innings as well. Well, dominating innings. Yes. And I'm going to go back to what I said before. No walks. Seven innings in game one, six hit, no walks. You you can't walk hitters, obviously, as a pitcher, but in October, it's everything. Um, so they beat Tampa 2-0. Think back. Uh, I remember doing this show in April after Tampa started 13-0. and Yeah. Who would have, you know, to have your season end like it did. Well, and, and by the way, it was their own fault. They started out 13-0, and and they let people come back. Yeah. And God bless Baltimore for doing what they did. They earned that. But Tampa or Tampa put themselves in that position. And uh, Ivaldi, here's why I, I say October is different. I don't care how you go into October as a pitcher. If you're an October pitcher, how you go into the playoffs doesn't matter. Ivaldi was struggling late in the year. He was a, he was a stud in game two. Six and two-thirds, he punched out, he gives up a run, no walks. And if you're a fan of the postseason, pay attention to those numbers. Um, That's the seventh start he's had in the postseason. His teams are six and one in those starts. No, there you go. So you want to know a, yeah. you want to know a guy that's got the, the October composition and makeup? There he is. Um, and the same thing, you know, uh, uh, the 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 14 hits in 18 innings uh, for the Blue Jays, um, one RBI, I would tell you, mainly because of how Texas pitched. Um, I don't expect hitters to go on a bender uh, unless they're named David Ortiz or, or uh, uh, Manny Ramirez or um, uh, Bryce Harper. You don't – you just don't. You don't go into – I mean, people talk – remember, people talk – Derek Jeter had – 300 at bats in the postseason. People talked about Jeter being a stud in, in October. His October numbers were the same as his regular season numbers. But in October, you don't face the four, five, and six, fourth and fifth starters. You don't face the middle of the bullpen. You don't face like there's only you're facing three seven man pitching staffs. And every at bat, you're facing somebody that has high leverage innings. And I will so, tell you, every time I looked up at a Texas game, they had somebody on base. They were yep. on base that entire series. Yep. And it was different guys. It was yep. up and down the lineup. Yep. And those two well, kids down at the bottom who, I mean, the left fielder got brought up September 8th. Right. And is 21 Carter, yeah. years old. Right. And, had, and, and he gets on six of his first seven plate appearances. <laughs> Come on. Right, right. Um, but I think that makes for a great 
series. I do too. Right? They go to Baltimore, and I'm obviously I'm on the Baltimore bandwagon. Um, I if I'm in Baltimore, I'm I'm excited as a starting pitcher because I've had a chance to look at the hitters in October at bats. Their October bats are different, and, and as a starting pitcher, I'm Rodriguez. I I've looked at uh, uh, the Texas lineup and how they're approaching the their at bats because hitters are different in October. They're very different. Every at bat a hitter takes in October is a ninth inning game tying run on third at bat from a focus perspective. It's why swing and miss pitchers win the day for the most part. Um, I don't know what the deal is in in Tampa and how that's going to play. Right? They made the postseason. They have a $175 payroll. Um, I, I, I'm almost thinking every postseason is a win for them. Right? And, and aren't they in the – Situation where they're looking for billions of taxpayer dollars to improve the stadium. Yes. New stadium. Oh, no, brand new stadium. Yeah. yeah. And fatal, you, fatal mistake if that happens. But in the last hundred years, those are the two worst attended playoff games in in the major league. And the next one below that was St. Louis in 1931. Right. So I would tell you as a fan, 20,198 at the game, too. Look at that and look at the, the 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 highlights from that series and then go look at the Philadelphia series. You don't think that makes a difference? Look at the Minnesota series for, right, for but that matter. Right. Players feed off that stuff. Players feed off that stuff. And that that's, you know, um, you're averaging 17,000. They don't need – they they – the team needs to move. Yeah, Tampa doesn't deserve a team, and 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 I'm not saying that the fans that are there aren't good. They're great fans. I'm sure they are. I love going there because I knew there were going to be more visiting fans for my team than there were from the home team, um, and that shouldn't be. Well, it is a great place to visit. Oh, it's awesome, <laughs> awesome. But you also, I I want 31, 32 cities to, that all have home field advantage. Agreed. Right, and you move that team to Nashville, and it becomes a cult. Oakland going to, to Las Vegas, I think, is going to be the same thing. I agree. I think that if you look at the Knights and, and what they've the Golden Knights and what they've done there, uh, and what the Raiders are going to do and doing, I, I think that it's a no brainer that Las Vegas is going to be a, a phenomenal draw. And I think Nashville would be very much the same thing. So um yeah, so you get a breather. It's it's kind of weird. Uh everything ends on the same day, so you get kind of a one day breather. Um, but the series are going to, I'm going to hold by my prediction, uh, Baltimore and Philadelphia. And I just wanted to mention Bill, and I, I I'm going to get all over John for not noticing this. What were the five teams that I played for Bill? Do you remember? Baltimore, Philly, Arizona, Houston, and Boston. I didn't say Boston. So for for the teams, this could end up being the last four teams alive to be the four, four teams I played, which I think is very <laughs> that is very cool. And so you get a first pitch. I'm not really sure I should pitch. be proud. I'm not sure I should be proud of that. Uh, uh, but but that's kind of cool because all all four fan bases. Uh, it's just exciting to see that. I'm, we I'm are going to start a lobby to get you a first pitch if one of them. Hosts. Oh, not, no, no chance that happens. No, baseball's way too woke for that to happen. Um, but 
uh, I'm sure you'll see RJ throwing one out in Arizona for sure. Um, anyway, well, four so, great uh, series we'll coming. Yep. Say it again. Four great series coming. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All four of them uh, are very I, intriguing. And if I remember, I, I said Baltimore, Philly, right? You did. Right. I'm going to stick with that. Um, and there's some great history there too, by the way. Um, so yeah, so take a breath again. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. We're going into seven game series now. No, right? five. five, five, this five. next round. Yes. Which, which, which means you need, you're at a disadvantage if you don't get your ace in one, because in my mind, your ace is going one and five. Right. Right. Uh, which, you know, I, who, who are the Phillies going to give the ball to in one? That's a good question. Right. And, and, and the, so, so I, I do like that it lines up the guys with the buy as a better, they have an advantage in a They sense. do have an advantage. Right. Because yeah. like I said, I'm definitely going, my ace is going one and five. And that five, will, I'm pretty sure the five will be on short rest. Correct. Right. Um, but I do it anyway, because again, you know, you, you think if you look back, do you think that the, the, the Nationals after the Strasburg stuff are regretting holding Strasburg out of the postseason that first year? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. you might not get here again. So. Exactly. Here's my question to you, though. So you just for the teams that had their one and their two, do you go Tuesday, Sunday and have them pitch game twos? Yeah, that yeah, yeah. It's I mean, four days. It's four days rest. Right. No, you bring your you bring your ones. Your legit. Okay, so Wheeler and Nola. Yeah, need to pitch on their fifth day. Their fifth day. So that's three. Whatever. And four. four days off. Four days off. The right. normal so, four days. Right. So Wheeler Those pitched guys, Tuesday. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday off. Pitches Sunday. Right. And today's what? Today's Friday. Yes. So they'll be, uh, yeah, yeah. You you bring them back on the immediate day. On the immediate day. So the the series that started with the Aces, which is Texas, which is Philly, not Arizona, um, and Minnesota. All right. of the, those three will have their their lead guys going on Sunday in Game Two. Game Two, right? Okay. So, so, so you have your one going in game two, your two going in game three. You're only getting them one, two games total in the five. Right. So now it becomes the best of the threes. Right. Right. Or, or, or you have, uh, 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 you do the, the starter thing. You run a bullpen. Yeah, you run a bullpen. But I argue that's, that's a nightmarish thing to do in the postseason because if, if, you know, you run your bullpen out there, and, you, and you're 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 not going to throw your whole bullpen. You're going to throw maybe four guys, right? Yeah. Well, if you're one, the next day gets in trouble in the first inning. Then what? Because you don't have, you know, everybody. It, it's different now because when you're when your one goes out there, you're going, oh my god, I hope he gives a seven. It used to be hoping get you know a nine. Now you're hoping for that seven. So you're going to bring, you're going to be bringing two of your ace bullpen aces back to back days. If you do a bullpen day. Yeah. To win. Right. Um, and, and, you know, you, there are, there are, you, you don't hold the horses in the, in the corral here. You let them run because you might not be here again. So, so, you know, and this goes back to why 
when I look at the Josh Hader stuff, um, I kind of chuckle in the sense that I want everyone in my bullpen to want to be available every day. Right. Right. I want them because, again, you go back and look at 2004 and look at Keith Folk's innings pitched. He came in and threw two, two plus innings in multiple days back to back. And everybody was available. Yeah. Randy Johnson came in behind me in the ninth inning of game seven the day after he threw seven innings. That's not going to happen now. No. Right? But I want the pitchers. I remember putting my spikes on in, in after showing the shot in game five. I remember asking for Gosey for the ball in game seven if we got to a game seven, which was like two days rest. And it, there, it was not, there was no dilemma. I could, in my mind, I'll figure it out. I'll rise up to the occasion. And, and I want my bullpen to be like that. I want them to come in and say, hey, I'm fine today. I'm good. Because you're going to get pressure otherwise to not throw some guys. And this is this is winner go home. So, well, I'm looking forward to catching it. We'll, we'll have a lot of new stuff to talk about next time we talk on Tuesday. Because the yeah, series well, will be well two underway. Two games in the end, yep. Yep, yep. And we'll uh, – uh, but I'm – I'm pulling for all four of my former teams to get there. Uh, I'm not really sure mathematically that's possible. Um, Homer. So I'm going to stick with my Baltimore-Philly prediction. Um, and here's my other prediction. If the Braves do not win game one, they cannot win that series. They won't win the series. I agree. Yeah. So. All right. Well, listen, uh, anywhere you get your podcast, guys, Apple, Spotify, all over the internet, uh, you get podcasts. You can find the Kershaw Baseball Show. You can also find it uh, on the page at outkick.com. Um, click on the shows label. You'll see all of our, our podcasts. But there's some really good ones. Got a lot of new talent coming on board. It's kind of fun. Um, but you guys have a great weekend. Uh, enjoy your playoff baseball, and we'll catch you guys next Tuesday.